Hi, this is Matt Stagliano, and thanks for being part of the Artist Forge. We're a community of creatives who help each other think like an artist by discussing creativity as a process instead of a skill or a talent. We believe everyone has what it takes to create something amazing, we just need some encouragement and inspiration along the way. What you're about to hear is a live recording of one of our daily discussions on the Clubhouse app. If you like what you hear, I encourage you to join our private Facebook group or visit us on the web at theartistforge.com. Now on to the show. Welcome back to Morning Walk and Photo Talk with the Artist Forge. Super excited to be continuing on in our journey towards understanding and implementing better social media practices using everybody here as test subjects. Um, basically, for the last week, we have been talking about social media and philosophies and then moving on towards strategies and tactics. Yesterday, we had a pretty good mix, I think, of how we think about approaching social media from asking ourselves what our business and how we want to be online, what our strengths are and what platforms might suit that well. And then talking about some of the tactics that we implement when we're trying to work on social media platforms. Um, but today, I think, is probably the day to really get into specific tactics that we use in order to achieve our goals. And since this topic this week is one that uh, Matt is driving, I'm going to step back and yank you into the driver's seat one more time, sir, and hope that you got some sleep last night. <laughs> Yes, we've been talking about social media for the past couple of days, and it's easy to have the same conversation over and over and over again. Um, but like I've repeated before, and for those of you that are joining now um, that may or may not have been here the past couple of days, the, the point being there's no right or wrong way to do this. There's no shortage of gurus out there to tell you how to do social media correctly. But quite frankly, no one knows your business or your world better than you. And the thing that we need to focus on, and we've mentioned this over the past couple of days, is how does your audience think? What is it that they're looking for from you? How do you provide that solution? How do you provide that value? How do you promote yourself without feeling icky, right? How do you push your product or your art or your writing, or whatever the thing is, and promote it and get the results that you're looking for. Now, the results are whatever your intention is. Are you looking for a little bit of notoriety? Are you looking for followers? Are you looking to promote someone else? Are you looking for collaborations or to grow your business so that you're an influencer? Like, what is the intention that you have with your social media? And you always need to start there. So, one of the things that I have been doing lately is really focusing on my messaging. Now, I think it was DC a couple of days ago, um, Derek, who had mentioned StoryBrand, right? And we talked about the story that um, you tell to your clients, your customers, your, you know, whoever it is that you're, you're aiming at. How clear is your message? Because without a clear message and without a story framework to follow, you're going to be throwing darts at a dartboard when you're putting up your post on whatever platform that is, whether it's Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, whatever. 
So having that clear message is something that gives you a, uh, I guess, a, a, a center point for you to spew all of your your social posts um, from that one center, from that one message. So for example, if I'm a landscaper and I go out there and say, you know, we cut the best lawns ever and you're really going to love your lawn and our lawn mowers are fantastic. Well, you're not saying really what you do. You can say something along the lines of our service gives you lawns that make your neighbor jealous, right? And here is something where I immediately know what you do. I know the emotion that it connects to. It solves your problem. You want to make Harry next door feel bad about his lawn and jealous about your lawn, right? You you mix up the emotion. You go through the, we mentioned the story brand framework, but it's basically, you know, Campbell's hero journey framework. When you develop a message that is clear and concise, you can now drive all of your social media, all of your blog posts, all of your outward facing content to follow the same framework and have the same message and just reinforce that over and over and over. So instead of talking like yesterday, like we did about tools and strategies and tactics, today I wanted to talk a little bit more about the story aspect. We've talked about storytelling in this group for months and the importance of it in our work. What I'd love to do is hear from people, make this pretty interactive with the the moderators here and the panelists, and then um, towards the end of the call, really start talking to the audience about how you develop your message. Now, it's easy to fall into, well, I do this and I put this for SEO and I use these keywords and I write these blogs. Again, that's the tactical side of things. I want to know how you, Nicole, Kat, Passam, Becca, convert how you feel about your art into a story that you can tell your clients and customers about what you do and how you solve their problem. Why do they want to be um, a consumer of your artwork? What is the message that you put out there? And I wanted to kind of frame this loosely because I know it's going to go in a bunch of different places, but I wanted to talk about how you involve your personality, how you think about your product in the context of the entire art world. I wanted you to think about your, your product in the context of how it helps people and how it serves people. So with that in mind, Nicole, if you will allow me, can we talk a little bit about story in social media? Yes, sir. Um, I think this is a really fantastic avenue to take to look at social media because like we said at the end of our talk yesterday, we have to remember that we're speaking to people. Um, and I know I've beaten this over the head <laughs> over the last, man, we're getting starting to get close to a year here. Um, I know I've beat this topic over the head, but story is the way that people think and the way we make meaning and the way we build empathy. Um, it's one of the most important tools we have, not only as human beings, but as makers of art. And so being able to put story into your brand is going to do so many things for your ability to connect with other people, to connect with their pain points, to let them know what they can expect from you, all the good stuff that Matt mentioned. And I think in order to first 
move into that space, the first thing we have to ask ourselves is, is the business our brand or are we our brand? And the reason that's important is because it's gonna shape the kinds of stories that we tell. So if I am my brand, then that takes me down the path of, it's my personality, it's who I am, it's my experiences in life, it's my sense of humor, it's my sense of wonder, it's whatever it is about me that connects with people that will make them want to come back and engage with the things that I do. And we are seeing this grow more and more as a possibility, whereas in the past 150 or so years, it has been the business that people interact with and the practical things that they could get from that business. Right now, more and more often, people are building platforms for themselves and then amassing a group of people who connect with them. And then those people out of those folks, that captive audience, you now have the people who like you enough to want to engage with the things that you do. So that is one avenue for storytelling that we can take. And if we decide to take that storytelling route, then we have to recognize the fact that the brand rests on our shoulders and we now have the task of telling stories that help people relate to us as human beings, as makers of art, as parents, as rock climbers, as whoever we are. Um, those stories then get centered around those things and the way that the audience interacts with you. So I actually just asked people, I think you had a great question, Matt, you know, how do we figure out um, why people are showing up? And personally, I just asked them one day, um, just to Facebook, not on Instagram, which I should do at some point for Instagram as well. But I just asked them, why are you guys here? Like, what keeps you coming back to hang out on Facebook with me? Like, why do you keep coming? And the overwhelming answer was creativity. Some people said, you know, I, I showed up for your photography and some people said, well, you're my cousin. So <laughs> that's just how it goes. But the majority of answers were actually just creativity. They, you know, they showed up because they believe I'm a creative person and, and maybe they find that inspiring. And so hopefully that means I'm inspiring them to be creative as well, which was not the answer I expected, but it gave me a really good insight into the fact that most folks are not showing up for photography or for my books in general. Um, they may be getting those things as like a sideline and enjoying those things, but mostly they're showing up for me, which is an interesting place to be because I never built that with intention. I simply fell into it. I don't know if the answer is true there for um, Instagram, I'd have to find out, but that's one avenue we can take for storytelling. The other one is the brand itself, the company, the business is the story and what the business offers is the story. And then I think we have to ask ourselves, you know, what is it that people are going to get? What is my goal for folks? And then how can I help relate that to them through a story? And um, I did post a link in the Facebook group. Um, I have been really terrible about linking the Facebook group. Maybe somebody can help me out there um, since I'm walking. But I posted a link in the Facebook group to a video that kind of breaks down the story brand ethos. So you can see the way that they are building these brand stories. And you have to think of your, your potential customer, your ideal customer, as a character in a story. And they have 
a call to action, they have a problem that needs to get solved, and your business is the person who's going to solve that for them. So you can think of, you know, that the person as Bilbo Baggins and your company as Gandalf, and you are going to give them a call to action with a solution to their problem um, that's going to make everything right in their lives. So go check that out. But it basically means that we're diverging here and we have a decision to make. Um, people who are spending their time, you know, making videos on YouTube to grow their platform, who are doing things on TikTok specifically related to them and not necessarily their business, are moving into a space where storytelling needs to be based around who they are as people, what their interests are, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of YouTubers have done this. Um, on, the other on the other path, we have the brand, the company as the vehicle for telling these stories. And then that changes because now you're looking at it from a brand perspective, from what customers are going to get from you. And you have to put yourself in the position of the customer and ask yourself, what makes this product experience, et cetera, different from the rest of the pack? And how can I frame that so that people understand what they're going to be getting from me? And anybody who follows Sue Bryce will remember she has said, I'm going to take the best portrait of yourself you've ever seen. Um, okay, that is like a, a, a value proposition right there. So you have to know that in order to tell a story about it first. Kat has talked about building legacy. Um, Becca has talked about bringing ideas to life. Um, so you, you really need to understand what it is that people are getting from your business that they're not getting from other places. And that becomes the goal of the character in your story and what they're going to get from you. So that's it from me. And I think it's important to talk about frameworks a little bit and, you know, storytelling because there's a lot of different methods out there, right? Story brand is the one that I've generally latched onto. Um, I like the hero's journey. I like being able to insert someone into my story and have them go through and emotionally feel what it will be like to experience a photo shoot in the studio, right? So I like taking them through the story brand framework. And it's something that I've done for a couple of years. I love that storytelling aspect, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to subscribe to that. There's a several other different frameworks out there. There's the AIDA framework, the AIDA, which is basically attention, interest, desire, action framework. And this is more for, think about landing pages, how you want to get people into um, a campaign, right? So you want to grab their attention, you want to make it interesting for them, you want to tap into their desire, and you want to call them to action of some sort. So that's the AIDA framework, and I can go through an example of that in a minute. And then there's also the Problem Agitate Solution, or the PAS framework, um, and that is great for coming up with new marketing copy ideas, right? You've got a problem, you want to agitate it, and uh, then you provide the solution. You want to provide something that helps get that customer from A to B. So there's a million different ways out there to do stuff like this. Those are some very time-tested, the PAS and the AIDA are very time-tested marketing, uh, copy-driving sort of frameworks. The story brand framework brings in more of you as the guide in this hero's journey. And it's the same approach with a slightly different twist. So I just wanted to put that all out there because there is no, again, one right or wrong way to do this. There's a million ways to 
com- to tell your story and to come up with solutions for your customers. So um, have any of you, and I'll just kind of toss this out there before I get into it and keep the conversation from being just me, but have any of you used any frameworks besides you know, storytelling or Campbell theory or um, anything like that. Have you used any of the PAS frameworks or the AIDA? Have you even heard of them before? And I'll just kind of toss that out there. I can officially say that I have no idea what you're saying. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I have, but not for myself. So I I have used those things when working for other companies. Um, And I have to say, I think what you said, Matt, is, is true and so interesting but ultimately, the, f- the funny thing about it is we are basically looking at the same thing in different packaging in order to help us understand the process. And what I mean by that is even when we're using IDA or PASS, we're still actually telling stories, but we're just giving ourselves step-by-step instructions for what we should be doing for each step. And it's, it's just different ways of conceptualizing the same thing. And when you look at, um, let's just think about commercials for a second. All commercials are trying to tell a story. This is what happy people look like when they're drinking Coke at the beach. And you could be this person, right? This is what a depressed person looks like when they're not able to see their doctor and can't have medication. And you might be this person. Look, don't you identify here? Um, you can get that problem fixed. Like these, these things are all stories, but the question of how we approach them and what makes the most sense to us often determines which one we follow because giving a problem and a conflict and a solution is a story um, in and of itself. We just ask ourselves like, which one of these things resonates with me the most so that it can make me effective at putting the information out there. And um, I found, I found that all of them work really well as long as you are setting up a problem and solution and addressing a pain point with enough accuracy to that audience and then giving them away, giving them some kind of action. Click here, go there, um, all that kind of stuff. But it does, I think that does also make a difference between when you're actually running a campaign you need people to respond to and when your marketing is purely um, introductory top of mind or or things like that so i think they all absolutely work at the end of the day we're still telling stories um but what we're trying to get folks to do might be different depending on what we're actually putting out if it's remember me um get engaged with my brand versus now it is time to take action. Um, here's something you can go do about it. Yep. And you know, I, last thing I want to do, I, I felt the, 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 the panic and the disconnection in Kat's voice a second ago. And I, I don't want to, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to drive anyone away with this. I just think, you know, as we talk so much about story and creativity and Nicole, everything that you were just saying is spot on. Um, I took it upon myself to write a couple of examples because I'm not going to just throw this out there and not kind of connect it back to what you can do. Um, yes. So I love examples. I'm, I'm prepping, man. I do my I do my homework. So um, albeit it was at eight thirty seven this morning, but I'll I'll go with it. So the PAS framework is something really simple. I wrote it out for the Artist Forge. Take a listen to this. See what you think. The problem. 
You want to be a better artist, but you don't know where to start. The agitation. The Artist Forge is the place for creatives of all kind. We're here to help artists and writers and anyone who wants to improve their creative skills by giving them access to our community of like-minded people that can provide insight on how they too can become a better creator. The solution. This is where we come in. Our goal at the Artist Forge is simple. We want you to think like an artist so that your creations are as great as they can possibly be. Whether you need advice or just someone else with whom you connect, this site will serve as a meeting point for those people looking for inspiration from others and those willing to give it out freely. There's an example of the PAS framework. And I think... Yeah. <laughs> I got a million of them. I wrote out like five or six of them. So um, that is the thing that draws you in. You create the problem or you identify the problem you agitate it a little bit, you, you dig into that emotional side, and then you provide the solution. Why do people want to get involved with you, right? And so that looks at it from the artist Ford perspective, uh, the artist Forge perspective, but you can apply that to yourself. Start thinking about what some of those problem statements might be and start there, right? So other problem statements that I wrote out while I was kind of brainstorming was, Creativity is a skill that everyone should develop. Unfortunately, we don't all get the same opportunities to learn and practice it. There's a problem. The agitation is the Artist Forge was created so that anyone can access resources on how to be creative. We want you to understand why creativity is important for your life, business, or organization by having conversations with us about the topic. And then the solution is... Our blog offers practical advice on being more creative in everyday solutions, as well as tips for specific mediums like painting or drawing or photography. If you have any questions about any aspect of art, feel free to reach out to us via our contact page and social media channel. You're providing solutions to the problem that the person has. Rather than just saying, look upon my pretty picture and be wonder, be in a state of wonder, like look upon it and, and fear me. Have a problem, identify the road to get to the solution, provide the solution. Does that all make sense? I feel like you just called me out right there. <laughs> My whole goal, look upon the picture and fear me. <laughs> it doesn't get anywhere, but it feels really powerful. No, I, that was, that was a, beautiful, a beautiful explanation, Matt, but so, called out. That's okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to call you out, Nicole. So there's the IDA framework as well. And I'm just going to give you a couple of examples of those because I wrote those as well. And then uh, I don't want to put my hard work to uh, just cast it aside. So I'm going to force you all to listen to it. So um, the AIDA IDA framework, it's an old marketing framework. And this is just to give you more examples of how you can apply this to your business. So for example, again, it's grabbing attention, it's driving interest, driving desire, calling to action. So for the attention statement, it might be something like, are you looking for a creative outlet? Well, well yes, I am. So the interest would be, we're, helped you to, we're here to help you find your inner artist. We believe that everyone has the ability to create something great, but it takes some guidance and inspiration along the way. The Artist Forge is an online community of people who want to discuss all aspects of creativity with others in order to learn more about themselves and their own abilities. It's not just about painting or drawing. We're talking about everything from music and composition to poetry and furniture and meals and photography and anything that helps us create 
uh, and express ourselves creatively. You can join our discussion by subscribing or joining the Facebook group. Now, the desire part of it is subscribe now so you don't miss out on any opportunities for self-discovery through creativity. Our members have already found ways that they can use their skills in new ways that they've never thought possible before by joining our group. Join today and start creating something amazing. And then the action is click this right now and subscribe to the Artist Forge Facebook group so you don't miss out on any opportunities for self-discovery through creativity. That's something that you can put together for a landing page, for an ad, right? Anything that you want to run on uh, Google ads or Facebook ads or wherever you put out these calls to action. It's a different type of framework. It's a little bit longer than uh, the pause framework, but it drives that interest. It drives that that energy and the emotion for the consumer to come back to you because you're solving the problem for them. You're driving them to action. So that's just an example of that. Start thinking about how your story could be told in this way, right? And I'll be the first to admit, I don't do this for every single post that I do, but Writing a statement like this, whether it's StoryBrand or Pause or Aida, any one of those is going to give you a center point from which you can drive the rest of your story. And, you know, having, I think, um, Nicole, was it you that said, you know, the, the, the tributaries off the big muddy river, right? And if as long as you have that center point that you can drive all these spokes to different platforms, now you can massage your message into whatever that platform needs. Again, it's knowing your audience. It's knowing who's on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest. Understand who they are and what messaging they need to hear, and you can drive your message and redirect it to that audience. Does that all make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Indeed, it does. So with that, I'd love to hear. Now, again, no right or wrong, just some things that I was thinking about. Do you guys want to give any specific examples as to how you've used story in your business, whether it's a you know a case study or one time I did this? Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'll toss it out to the mods. I, I definitely do. I think without realizing that, you know, I'm following a specific structure, um, but I've definitely, you know, shared work and things based on purpose, right? Because you always revert to that that primary mission and find out like, okay, is this in alignment with that? Uh, and then, you know, integrate otherwise. Like Rebecca had said something in the group the other day about, you know, like collaborating with other artists. So yesterday I threw up a thing about uh, doing self-portraits. Like I do self-portraits pretty regularly and was like, okay, let's see if anybody else wants to jump on this train. And like everybody and their mother is like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Uh, and the, the vision behind that really is just more like collaboration and fun and just something outside of the box to, to be a part of, right. Just to gain some IG bounce. Um, but others might be more emotionally driven, right? Like, okay, that's fun. Something to do on the sidelines, but maybe I want to book a portrait session because like Kitty McNeil. She had a portrait made when she was like six or seven and literally had not had another portrait until she was 63. And so she shared about like driving that home, like not existing in portraits for 55 years. Like that's a thing 
right? There is very little photographic evidence of that person's existence. Um, and I have a, a similar story, but obviously not not quite the breadth of, of years. Um, but then talking about why that's valuable, why that matters. Um, and so you're pulling on those heartstrings a little bit more. Uh, but that's typically how I lead is like, what's the emotional component and what's the why behind the emotion? And I think it's really important that you mention that, that you, you know, you weren't necessarily aware that you're in a framework and that's totally cool, right? We're, we all do things that seem to make sense. And you just had some guy in a room somewhere that created a framework around what we all do anyway as part of the story. And I think you do an incredible job, Kat, in a lot of your social media of tapping into that, of leading with your authenticity and then telling a bit of story and then seeing if anybody will come along with you. And it's clear by your engagement that people do and you have a really good mastery of this. And I love watching what you do, especially in your stories. Um, your posts are great across your channels. Your stories are amazing because you do this great mix of um, pulling people in, showing them your real life, um, bringing them along with that journey, and people feel really connected to that. And that is where engagement comes from, is the second that people can start feeling any level of connection or uh, partnership, with you, they are going to be a customer or consumer for life. Um, and as long as it remains authentic, which you do incredibly well, I think, um, you know, the sky is the limit there. So Nicole or Bassam or Becca, do you ever, you know, consider how you're putting things out or do you um, kind of throw stuff at a wall? I'm very guilty of throwing stuff at a wall often, um, but I wanted to hear from you guys, I'll give you guys a, a chance. Listen, here, here's the disconnect, all right, that I have. And, and you know, everything you talked about, Matt, um, it's incredible. It, it's, it, these are great ways to structure your approach. And I, my issue and my disconnect is, is I understand it. I get it. I do it when I do it for my website, for a, let's say, if I want to do a campaign, I can do that. Where I freeze is when it comes to social media engagement and how to actually use that stuff in the context of a quick post and a quick story and a quick this. Exactly what Kat does and many of you do very, very well. It's an area where I do suffer from comparing myself to others and I don't even know, I actually freeze and I, and I default to just putting my work out there in a little, in some app that I found that does a, you know, brings in the pictures nicely and and put a couple of words that everybody else uses and i can't seem to get past that no matter how much i try because I, I i don't know why right so it, it's that <coughs> i call it the duff model which is i i desire to do it i understand how to do it but i freeze when i try to do it so i i, I don't know if there's any tips and hints at how to break that 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 it, it feels like i'm stuck when it comes to social media engagement Right, and I, and it's just the basics. I mean, I find that everything I come up with, everybody's using. There's, there's nothing creative about it. There's nothing different. There's nothing that's me about it. And when I think about what is, what am I, and how can I, how can I put that out there in little snippets and and continuous, uh, in, uh, continuous, uh, uh, consistent uh, uh, stories and posts, uh, I fall apart. 
I need help. And I don't need help from a guru that's going to tell me to use those that I totally understand. I, it must be something else that's holding me back. And I don't know what it is. You know, Bassam, you, it's, it's kind of like we were separated at birth. You and I see things so much alike. We have a lot of similar kind of challenges and struggles on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, what you're saying, you're not alone with it. I struggle with it every single day of coming up with something. And then when I can't, when I get that writer's block, I just don't post anything. And then insert inconsistency here, right? And now I'm not doing anything. When I look at your work, for example, I'm, I'm scrolling through your Instagram as we speak, and you've got really high engagement, right? You're, you're, you're not at a loss of likes. You're not at a loss of um, people looking at your work. You get plenty of followers, right? You're producing beautiful work. What I notice, and there's no criticism here, but what I'm noticing in the in the aspect of storytelling is you do an amazing job of showing who your client is and raising them up and making them feel beautiful and crediting the artist. What I see is missing is the connection to the other viewer, right? The calls to action. Wouldn't you love to look like this? Is this something that you can see with your, you know, as, as you're starting your pregnancy journey, um, wouldn't you want to capture that? And playing to a little bit more of the desire and the interest, right? You're clearly driving interest. People are showing up and they're, they're loving your images. But in terms of that engagement, it's connecting with them and keeping that conversation going. And, you, you know, you did a great job recently about that nine-month um, journey, the, the, the photo, um, milestones, right. That, that you put up and you've done an incredible job of showing people that the wonder of maternity and what I'm not seeing in that is calling people to action, to engage with you. And it might be just as simple as that, because a lot of us feel icky asking for, you know, trying to trying to be salesy but it has nothing to do with that it's just can you picture yourself in these types of images if so hey give me a call right um it's that it's that feeling it's driving that interest in calling to that action but it's difficult to do my my only suggestion would be go through try to develop one of these frameworks and just anytime that you're feeling stuck look at it and say how can i bring people back to that how can I bring people back to wanting to get in touch with me, right? And again, I'm not advising you or telling you exactly how to do your social media. I'm just saying that's the component that I see missing in my own stuff. And I see it in, in yours as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I, I, actually quite a bit. And actually, you put, you put your finger exactly on the, on the <clears throat> I guess, the part in the process where I do freeze. Uh, and that is asking... <clears throat> asking it in a, 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 in a way that doesn't sound corny, right? Or it doesn't sound like everybody else that I'm scrolling through and, and, and looking at and they're asking it the same way. That, that's really can I, where- Can yeah, I pop ahead, in for just a sec here, Bassam? I yeah. think we need to change that word really quick. You're not asking for anything. You are offering somebody a life-changing experience. That's a whole different mindset to have. And it's, it's, I think that's where we mess up when we look at what we're doing as business people and for those of us who are artists first and business people second 
and our emotions are tied up with what we do, we're often feeling like we have to try to talk people into giving us something. Please, sir, can I have another? Like that's not us showing up on social media. We do something that is amazing. We have to change the way that we think about it to recognize that we're not asking, we're not begging, we're not showing up on people's doorsteps and irritating them. We're literally offering people a chance to do something amazing for themselves. And that completely changes the whole way that we show up. And you have the proof of that in the way that your clients respond to what they get from you and how they have that experience. And that is what you're offering people. You're not asking them for anything. You're giving them a chance. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, thanks, Nicole. And absolutely true. And I, and I get that part. I think I, it was more about, um, <clears throat> it's more about how do I formulate it in a way it comes down to copy in a way and in, 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 in it being not so, in other words, I, it, I don't want to be formal about it, but I tend to be formal when I try to do it. And I'm trying to do it in a way, like I look at other people and they say, well, how, like, that's brilliant how they just said it. It sounds so simple. And, and, and that's where I kind of stop because I can't get to that simplicity and that, that natural lang- like free flowing language that everybody can just connect with. When it comes you do to it here snippets. with us. Well, you do it, you know, it's sometimes yeah. it's just a question. Sometimes yeah. it's just a question of putting somebody in your head. Like if, if you were going to be saying that to me, if you were like, because you do this all the time, like, hey, Nicole, no pressure. Just if this is something you're interested in, I'm here, well, you know, you just proved you just proved the beauty of this group. OK, like we, we, we talk about things that nobody else talks about. Yeah, just put somebody in your head and that'll help you get there. There's a little tip. That's probably better than any course I bought about or, or read or any article I read about this subject. Put somebody in your head. You just hit it on. You just gave me one little tip that is absolutely amazing. And I'll run with it and see where that goes. Um, on the topic. I sound, I sound passionate this morning. I'm not screaming. I just, I, I just love this. <laughs> no, You've been away, great. Basam. <laughs> it was great. I like it. Bring the passion, sir. I just want to say on the, on the topic of asking, though, I think asking things um, of your target audience and, you know, of your existing clients already is maybe a powerful step towards that more casual and conversational type of engagement and posting. Um, and then we're leading kind of into um, content marketing, right? creating content that people can use to inform themselves, you know, or however, right? And so essentially creating content based on questions and conversations and que- things that you ask your clients, that's going to be valuable to future clients, like things, you know, they might want to know about the process of a photo shoot, you know, things they might be concerned about, they want to see themselves and their concerns, their genuine, you know, kind of stopping points uh, before booking a photo shoot reflected in clients who've moved past that and gone through with the service and how it's been a positive for them. So I think, you know, thinking of it again as a conversation, how do you have a great conversation with people? You want to ask questions and get to know them. So how can you do that through your social media already? Uh, You can do it in your captions. You can do it in your stories. You can do it on your Facebook. You can, you know, reach out in ways and uh, ask people what they want to know and share that content with people so they'll be more trusting and engaged with you. And I love what you said there, Becca. It's it's asking questions, right? Getting them to engage. And one of the most powerful ways that I've seen to do it is through the questions on Instagram stories, right? 
if I write a lot on Facebook or, you know, even a paragraph on Facebook and I ask someone to engage, rarely do I get someone to actually type something in there. But that little friggin' sticker that you put on a story that asks people questions like, oh, someone named Cat did that said, hey, I'm thinking about a self-portrait project, anybody interested, right? People want to be involved. They don't want to do heavy lifting right out of the gate. Give them something simple and easy to engage, but get information from them. So everything that Becca just said is spot on. I find that Instagram stickers, those those questions, the polls, things like that, give you immediate feedback from people because it is very lightweight for them to interact. So maybe that could help Bassam understand your your viewers a little bit better, right, in your audience and asking them some of these questions. Just flat out asking the questions. You don't have to be too professional about it because I suffer from the same thing that you do. I want that voice to be clear and professional and that's just been beat into me my entire life. But letting that guard down a little bit, being a little bit more vulnerable and authentic, I think you'll find people will really, really resonate with that, especially with you because your work is so beautiful. Um, I, so, so I do that a lot as well. And what I think is really important with that, so particularly with Instagram stories, um, I feel like the questions where people can type and answer and also the polls are really great. And um, polls, they're super easy. Like, you know, you can even do like, you know, what would you rather wear to your maternity shoot and like do some, you know, create a little image with like option A and option B and let people choose and kind of go through the process of styling a photo shoot, like a, you know, imaginary photo shoot. And then they can kind of envision that for themselves. Um, but if you're going with the questions, these are so great because then they go to your, you can go and message back. So you're moving beyond just the engagement, which, you know, likes and, you know, follows and whatever, which don't necessarily lead anywhere. And you can really start nurturing a one-on-one -on -one relationship with people. Okay, I wanted to jump in here really quick because there's something cool that's happening and we might not realize it. Um, I know I've mentioned this, this technique before. We've talked about using content funnels, right? And the basic idea is a, of a content funnel is the same as any funnel. It has a very wide mouth that tapers down to a point, and it's very easy to get into a funnel. It doesn't require any effort on your part. And most of the time, these are the things that we post that are not requiring anything of the viewer. So when you took a senior portrait and it was beautiful and you just posted it on your Instagram and said, hey, did a great senior portrait today with this amazing senior. Here's my favorite shot of the day. I, I can't wait to share the rest or whatever, right? That does not require anything of anybody. It is, there is an example of your work. It's a top of mind thing. It's gonna show up in people's feeds, whatever. As the funnel begins to get smaller, this is when we begin asking things of people. And we're asking them to engage with us somehow. And these are the kinds of posts that Becca is talking about where you're now saying, cool, you saw my stuff and you liked it. Come engage with me a little bit. And you're giving them an opportunity to now put forth some effort to look at your pictures costs them nothing, to hit the like button costs them nothing. But now you're asking them to think a little bit and respond. And then once they're used to that, you begin asking other things. Come check out this blog post about how to choose the best dress for your maternity photos or whatever. And then all of a the sudden they're getting used to seeing your work that triggers an engagement with your work an engagement with your brand. And then once you've trained them to expect those things from you, 
and they've been pushed down that funnel farther. Finally, at the bottom, we have, if you want to be able to have a, you know, legacy portrait of yourself like this, I'm running this thing, click this button, whatever. Now you're getting them to commit. And the good thing about that funnel is that it is a tool for winnowing out the people who will not engage. So you can always be asking yourself, what part of the funnel does this fall in? Am I just giving people something that's helpful and interesting that they can look at and enjoy? That's the entertainment part of the funnel. Am I giving people something they can learn from? Am I giving them something that asks them to engage um, and, and show up for me and my, my brand and themselves? And then am I, you know, at, at the very bottom of the funnel, am I now asking, giving them a call to action, click the thing, show up at the website, et cetera, et cetera. So just to, just to share what framework that all fits within. Um, so if you have to ask yourself that question of what am I doing with this? Well, it could be top of funnel and that's fine. Just remember that eventually we do need to have posts that are in the middle of the funnel asking for more engagement and in the bottom of the funnel asking for a commitment. So that might be a framework that helps some people conceptualize what they're actually doing. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Nicole. Um, I can't believe we're already at 50 minutes into this conversation. Um, I could talk about this all day long. So what I wanted to do is open it up to the audience. If you have um, any anything that you want to talk about in terms of story and how you're using it, or do you or do you not use a framework when you're developing your social content? Um, do you come back to a center point? Do you have any level of sales funnel that you loosely adhere to when you're creating or strongly adhere to when you're creating your posts? Um, do you use some of these techniques and engagement um, to connect with your audience a little bit more. I'd love to hear from you. All you have to do is raise your hand and uh, we'll bring you up on stage and we can include you in the conversation. But I absolutely love, love, love this because it inspires me to do more and think differently about how I'm creating my content. These days, I'm mainly on Instagram. So I am I follow a lot of the same stuff that I have done for years. I try to post consistently at the same times. I fail at that quite a bit. I try to come up with something witty or engaging. I often fail at that. And I never look at it like, man, I suck at this. I look at it as, okay, that didn't work. Let me try something else. Learn from the failures, watch your analytics, understand what people are doing, weed out the content that doesn't work for you, and look at the stuff that worked really well and what did you do in those posts, whether that's Facebook or, or Instagram or wherever, and start to analyze your own stuff before you just start mixing up new content and throwing that at the wall. Take a look back at what has performed really, really well for you and start to find those common threads. Were you asking questions? Were you engaging them differently? Was it a style of photo, right? What we're trying to do is find your true and authentic voice with your story and continue to use that across all of your channels. So, you know, for me, um, I'm trying desperately to get better at it. I've said several days ago, I have a real loathing for social media, but I understand the necessity of it. And I'm trying to play the game. I'm trying to use it so that my business 
which is the thing that I'm most interested in, starts to grow and gives me the lifestyle that I want. So for you, your why may be completely different, and that's okay. It's just how are you approaching this in terms of story? So like I said, if you, um, if you want to just raise your hand, we'll bring you on up. Go ahead, Nicole. I just had an idea. So tomorrow, why don't we go ahead and build out a story framework here in the group, do that together, ask ourselves those questions and actually walk ourselves through the process. That way we know what it looks like to figure out, okay, at the core, what are we trying to do? And how does that connect to the pain point of our potential customer? How can we explain it in a way? How do we walk them through that process? Maybe that would be a really great exercise to do here together tomorrow so that we get that experience and we have a good idea of what it looks like to put into practice for ourselves next week. I absolutely love that idea. And we can choose what we want to do, what framework we want to do. We can come up with the, the, the concept at the beginning. I love it, love it, love it. I can't wait to participate in that. Gene, thanks for jumping up here. What's going on, man? Good morning, good morning, good morning. This has been a great topic. I'm learning a lot. I've recently been, since some of our previous conversations, been trying to get a lot better about putting some copy with my posts so that I'm not just posting and hoping people understand why I posted it. It's been successful and I'm definitely trying to uh, follow, you know, at least a, a, you know, a modified kind of internal framework of, you know, post something substantive, post something meaningful. And I also really like calling out people that are important to me that um, influence me because I feel like, sharing, um, you know, what, how other people have, um, inspired me to create, um, you know, is important because it, it just goes back to a, a comment I made actually on one of Kat's posts about dehumanization. One of the things as I was working in my corporate job, uh, and in, in management, one of the things that I always worked really hard towards was to humanize everything, humanize um, you know, the work that we do humanize leadership, but what's really sad is that sometimes you have to remind people to humanize people. And I think that when you share something substantive and you connect with somebody on a personal level, you know, you bring that, that human aspect back into this platform. And I like sharing, you know, uh, calling out people and actually she's going to be mad at me for embarrassing her, but somebody very, very important to me just joined as a listener. I won't call her out, but she was actually the first person on YouTube who actually called me out on one of her YouTube videos. And that started this journey for me of recognizing and realizing how important it is to, to recognize, you know, the people that have carved out time for you in their world and make sure that you're carving out time for them in your world. And it's been fun to be able to do that on social media. So that's all part of my thought process. Um, there's not time to really get into it, but one of the things that I'd like to do some research on, and hopefully we'll have a chance to participate tomorrow, because Nicole, I think that's a great idea to get into the storytelling uh, aspect. I hope everybody can can join for that. The two things that, that I focus a lot on when I'm doing my video work, and, and I only bring this up because I'm curious and would like to spend some time today looking at maybe how this might apply to my 
social media posts. Basama and I have talked a little bit about this. I'm fascinated by something called the story circle. And I'm also fascinated by the idea of a periodic table of story elements. Those are two things that exist out there that I've been trying to, to learn about and figure out ways that I can use those tools and frameworks to apply storytelling to the videos that I, that I make. Um, and then also um, what I'd like to do is just see, you know, if there's a way to, I, I think those frameworks are, are, you know, intended for feature length films. Um, but uh, I'd, I'd like to see if there's elements of that that might be borrowed for social media to, to bring it, you know, around to what we're talking about in the room this week. So I, I'm kind of fascinated by that. I just want to bring up the story circle and the periodic table because I think those are really cool ways of approaching uh, storytelling uh, framework. And one of the things that Basama and I talked a lot about was Christopher Nolan's um, U-shaped storytelling method that he used in the Dark Knight series and Inception, where you're, you're, he basically uh, tells the story simultaneously in the past and present, and the, and the movie concludes at a, at a meeting point in the middle. Um, there's a couple of really cool videos out there about how he does that. It's all complicated stuff for you know, intended for filmmaking, but I'm fascinated by applying some of those principles to social media. So I'm going to spend some time on that. And if I come up with anything worth sharing, I'll, uh, I'll raise my hand tomorrow, but it's been a great topic this week. Thanks, Nicole and everybody else. Awesome. Thanks, Gene. I hadn't heard of it, that periodic table of story elements, but I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. Maybe I'll talk to you offline about it. Um, any closing thoughts? We're here at the end of the hour. We've talked about story. It's been kind of esoteric today, thinking about, um, probably overcomplicating something that really shouldn't be that complicated. But I think with a little bit of effort and developing a central framework, a central storyline for who you are as an artist, who you are as a business person, what it is you're trying to get across, if you can develop that central storyline, now you have a really good understanding of the content that you're trying to put out and the why behind it. Why are you putting this out? Why should people contact you? Why should people buy your art or watch your movie or read your book? Any of those things always starts with your why. And until you can tell that story of your why, you can't solve the problem for your customers or your clients or your viewers or your fans. So trying to develop a story framework, whether that's anything that we talked about, story brand, pause, AIDA, any of the millions that are out there, start somewhere. Start analyzing what your story is and how you want to tell it. Then, like the spokes on a wheel, you can drive from that hub and start to really implement that on all the platforms. So with that, are there any other closing thoughts from any of the mods before we, before we shut down? Um, I, I guess I kind of tapped on this a little bit um, with that example to Bassam about using polls in Instagram, but um, just because I work mostly, I mean, almost exclusively on commission, right? So I have to work very closely with my clients and, you know, develop their ideas and then create them visually. Uh, so one way I like to kind of give a look into that is to kind of invite my general audience to create with me a little bit through social media. Um, so doing things like going live and then, you know, just kind of screwing around with whatever you know fun project or experiment that I'm trying um, and taking their input and applying that to whatever I'm making um, or again things like using polls and asking questions like what would you guys rather see and um, that's going to give you know my general audience who may or may not then be converted to actual clients a uh, look at um, 
what my creative process is like and more what it's like to actually work with me. And that's going to then, you know, it, it shares with them that, you know, my own personal story, my own personal work ethic, my own personal philosophy and all of that. Um, and also then lets them be involved in a way without committing yet and then drives them to trust that process and want to give me money in the end. So just wanted to throw that out there too. Yeah, actually, Becca, a couple of days ago, as I was sitting on that boat, I wrote out that actual Instagram post with all the, like I wrote out the, uh, the, the questions that I want to ask in a poll of what people would like to see more of. Uh, and then I saved it. I haven't posted it yet. I got to refine it a little bit. And the reason I say I want to refine it is not because it, 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 it's pretty simple. It's just I don't want it to attract photographers only. That's with my, so the way I worded it, uh, and, I, and I couldn't post it because I don't have Wi-Fi. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that as a first step and just ask questions like that and see where that goes and, and, and take some of the advice that was given today and, and focus in on, on, uh, on doing one, one thing to move me in that direction as opposed to try to get it all right. Oh, I think that's a really brilliant place um, for us to end this, Bassam, is um, like Matt said, you know, it's been a lot this week. It's been really great information, but there's a lot here and it can definitely feel overwhelming. And I think it's important for us to remember as we consider all of the stuff that we've heard and all of the stuff that we shared, that we don't have to do all of this tomorrow, right? We can just pick one thing that resonates. You know, like the funnel, that makes sense to me. I'm just, let me just see how I can start using that. Or just posting at the same time every day. Maybe that's one thing that we can do, one step in the right direction in that practice of showing up for ourselves. And it's a pretty easy thing. Set a reminder on my phone at this time of day, that's when I'm gonna post. No matter what I'm doing, I've decided I have to stop and do the thing. Um, that's just one thing, right? One thing, one step we can take in the right direction. So there's a lot of fantastic information here from almost every perspective, from what your philosophy of social media is, um, all the way down to, you know, the, the techniques and the tools that you can use to accomplish it. But don't feel overwhelmed. Just pick one thing and start with that. Hey, Nicole, I also learned something uh, this week um, because uh, I keep talking about being on the boat. I, I posted uh, Instagram stories of just videos I took on the boat. Uh, we're on the water. There's beautiful mountains around with snow-covered mountains and so on. And, and those posts got more engagement than any of my damn photos that I post. All right. So there's two ways I could take that. It's either I got the wrong audience and they just want to look at like landscape stuff. And that's the wrong way to take it. And the right way to take it is... People just want to see stuff. People just want to see what I do all day long. I mean, I get that part, but it kind of came crashing in front of me when I saw that this week. So just yeah. tell me stories. Talk about what you do. So what if I'm out on a boat and I'm, and I'm a photographer? I don't have to just post about photography, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's a really good point, Basam. And I think most of us have probably experienced that at some point. Um, where one day I, I put a selfie in my stories because I was getting ready to do a photo shoot and I was trying to get, you know, the engine running for getting people engaged that day with the behind the scenes I was going to post and it got more, more likes, more attention, more, you know, than anything else. And it would be really easy to do exactly what you said and be like, why do people engage with this and not with the image? Well, here's the thing we have to remember. We use social media to be entertained. 
Yes, we can also use it to get information and inspiration, but the primary purpose of social media is entertainment. Even our friends become our entertainment during the day when we're doing things like doom scrolling through Facebook. Um, our friends' lives become a source of entertainment. It's kind of terrible to think about it that way, but it's the truth. It is a way to engage your brain in something that is not necessarily productive, and that is <laughs> entertainment. We may get production out of it in some ways, um, but the point is just to get you engaged and keep you entertained. And so it's important to keep that in mind. That is what your content is. And if you can, the, the whole trick to this content is to take what is entertaining and then make it valuable beyond just, ooh, a pretty thing. Um, and then use that power to give people something because a business only exists to provide value. That's the only reason they exist. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to make any money. <laughs> so I think it's a really great point just to remember that social media is primarily a, a venue for entertainment. We can use it for other things, but there's got to be some entertainment value there. And seeing a beautiful place and seeing what an interesting person is doing in their interesting life is entertaining. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's why I write books, because they're entertaining. But you can still learn really great things from them and grow your empathy and experience, um, you know, the world through a worldview that's not your own. And all of the other good things that come along with writing and storytelling and reading books. But the primary way we do that and get into people's brains is through entertainment. So it's a good reminder. People don't just scroll around through Instagram so they can be like, I learned a really great thing today on Instagram. They want to be entertained and that's okay. I would just like to um, show some solidarity to Bassam there. My most popular Instagram story of all time was a video of a glitch I got playing Skyrim. And um, I usually get like a couple hundred views or whatever on my stories. And this was like a thousand and I don't know why. Well, I guess it's entertainment because it was, it was pretty strange looking glitch, but yeah, I feel your pain. This is amazing. And I'm not going to even add anything else. Nicole, I think you summed it up perfectly. Um, it's a, great place to end before we go through the exercise tomorrow. So just to kind of recap, if anybody else has joined the room in kind of the middle of this movie that we're talking about, uh, the Facebook group is at the top of the room here. Feel free to join that. Um, it is a private group. You can't find it uh, unless you're searching for it specifically. So go ahead and click on that. If you want to join the Facebook group, we'll go ahead and let you in there. Uh, but we're here every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, 6 a.m. Pacific, and uh, whatever time it is, wherever you are in the world. But generally figure it out yourself. Um, but we're going to be here tomorrow again. So if you feel like it, join us. Until then, go create something amazing. And thank you all for just being who you are and doing what you do. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks again for listening to this live Clubhouse discussion moderated by all of us at The Artist Forge. We hope you found the information useful and that it helps you gain a little bit of insight as to how you work on your craft. For more episodes, please join us each weekday on Clubhouse or visit theartistforge.com. Now go make something incredible.